the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation, with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron. We are delighted to have you with us. The award-winning Caregiver SOS on Air comes to you every week, and we talk about a variety of issues that impact caregiving and care recipients, as well as their families and their extended families. And each week, we have a chance to talk with some really interesting people. Carol Zerniel, our co-host, also a really interesting person. We're delighted to have Carol with us as well. She is the executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. <clears throat> Pardon me and the uh, 2022 San Antonio Business Journal Nonprofit and Corporate Philanthropy Executive of the Year. Uh, Carol has a master's degree in social gerontology, nearly 30 years experience in the field of aging or caregiving, and she was one of Next Avenue's top 50 influencers on aging. And Carol, it is a delight once again to be with you. Well, thank you so much, Ron. Appreciate that very generous introduction. Um, you know, I'm so excited today because I am a big fan of hilarity for charity. What introduced you to it? Well, you know, besides hearing about it in the news, and you know, and and being familiar uh, with Seth Rogen and his wife, um, just having a we've had some conversations between Caregiver SOS and and our work, and just kind of comparing notes and. Really happy to welcome Bonnie Waddles uh, to the show today. Well, Bonnie, uh, we're delighted to have her here. <clears throat> she has uh, 20 years experience in business and nonprofit leadership. She brings celerity for charity into the next phase of growth to become a leading voice in brain health awareness and care for families impacted by Alzheimer's disease. Bonnie has extensive experience building organizations from the ground up including chairing successful multi-million dollar capital campaigns that's called raising a lot of money, designing and managing strategic planning and projects, <clears throat> pardon me, and growing board leadership. Well, suddenly I have uh, a suddenly frog in my throat. You do. We'll let you get some hot tea. Well, uh, Bonnie, I will say welcome um, and tell us um, a little bit about Hilarity for Charity. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on today. This is really a pleasure uh, to be able to share HFC's work. Um, Hilarity for Charity was founded in 2012 uh, by Seth Rogen, as you mentioned, and Lauren Miller Rogen after Lauren's mom had been diagnosed with younger onset Alzheimer's. Uh, Alzheimer's had been in Lauren's family for generations, and um, now her mom was uh, facing it as well. And not surprisingly, the, the diagnosis was so devastating to, to them and their family. And Lauren and Seth were very young and, and just starting out in their relationship. Um, and so they had a group of friends that said, let's throw a variety show. And um, 
they did that to sort of help them through the sadness of the of the diagnosis. And they very quickly realized that there were so many other young people out there and that there was really a need for a community around younger people on this disease. Um, so since 2012, the organization has grown tremendously um, and um, we support caregivers uh, with a variety of caregiver and support programs. We can get into that in a little bit. And we also focus on um, educating young people about the importance of taking care of their brains. And what is the importance of taking care of your brain? Well, we know now that four in 10 cases of Alzheimer's or related dementias may in fact be preventable. And I apologize, that would be my dog barking. Um, that would be Wilma. That would be Wilma, correct. Um, four in 10 cases uh, may be preventable through lifestyle interventions. And so we know whatever is good for your heart is also good for your brain. And so HFC feels that our unique sort of niche in this Alzheimer's landscape um, is activating young people and letting them know that there are numbers of things that they can be doing right now to be taking their care of their brain in um, so that they can have a healthy brain through the rest of their lifespan. Um, and we also know that the Alzheimer's disease, um, the pathologies of Alzheimer's disease can begin 20 to 30 years before the onset of actual symptoms. So really the right time to be taking care of your brain um, and starting preventative measures is right now, no matter what age you are. So how do young people receive the information on brain health? I mean, do it, are they receptive? Does it make sense? Or, or do they, are they thinking, wow, 20, 30 years from now? Yeah, I you know, that's a great question. And I'm always so impressed with the young people that we talk to. Um, I would say that they are very receptive overall, uh, even though, you know, some of us have college students or have had college students, and we know that they engage in behaviors that are not always so brain healthy. Um, but really, the young people that are in our space um, are very interested in learning about their brain. Um, they're excited to know that the work they're doing in school is maybe the most important thing that they could be doing for their brain health. Um, you know, continuous learning and learning new things is super important. Um, and believe it or not, we have um, we have a number of students that participate in some of our programs that don't have any connection to the disease. So while we thought that most young people who would be interested in this space would have a grandparent or a parent with Alzheimer's, we're finding that more and more young people are interested in learning about their brain health and maximizing the brain health. Stay with us a minute. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and we're talking with Bonnie Wattles about hilarity for charity. We'll give you a website address if you want to find out more, and we encourage your participation. And of course, one of the challenges, Bonnie, is raising the kind of money to support the programs that you're interested in undertaking. Uh, how do you do that? Sure. So we raise money in a number of different ways. One, um, most people know we throw incredible events. So uh, right now you could watch Seth Rogen's Hilarity for Charity special on Netflix. That was filmed in 20, 2018 before the pandemic. During the pandemic, we had numbers of virtual events um, with celebrities and, and outrageous uh, acts. And we, so in addition to our in-person uh, events, we also have raised money through individual donations and corporate support of our programs. Well, and you know, the, if, if people do go online, um, you know, 
hilarity for charity. I mean, the idea of doing comedy around serious topics. I mean, that I think that's one of the things that I really like um, as somebody who has been in the field for such a long time. And sometimes we professionals are our own worst enemies. And so it's that fresh approach, that idea of comedy, using comedy um, to raise awareness uh, and to deal with what really is a serious subject, brain health or, you know, dementia. Yeah. And I think that sort of is, you know, sort of the creative genius of Lauren and Seth is that they understand that this is such a dark, heavy topic, as you well know, and that if they just, they decided they're just going to be out there talking about it and talking about it in relatable, understandable, irreverent language that will not only draw attention to it, but also just make people feel like there's a community that they can relate to. Um, So we like to we like to think of ourselves as a, a warm and welcoming place for families all through their Alzheimer's journey. Um, but also know that if you come to us, everything that we put out there, whether it's caregiver education or brain health education, will be um, in regular consumer language and not necessarily uh, science, you know, heavy science. So how young even do you know? Even though it is all, sorry, all, even all though it's all yeah. backed by science, yeah, it's all sure. evidence-based, of course. Thanks. Thank you for saying that. Um, so how young do you how how, how young do you go uh, talking yeah. to children about brain health? Yeah, so right now we have curriculum developed for high school and college students and uh, even medical students. We developed um, in 2018 digital coursework in partnership with New York Presbyterian while Cornell, Dr. Richard Isaacson was the prevention expert there. Um, that study is published in the Journal of Neurology. Um, and so right now on um, HFC Universe, uh, you can find that on our website, wearehfc.org. Uh, you can go on to HFC Universe and take digital coursework that features Professor Rogan as your teacher. Uh-huh. We also will be, um, and, and those courses are really very, you know, digestible, small snippets, about 15, you know, between five and 15 minutes um, on the basics of Alzheimer's disease and the basics of what you can do to prevent um, Alzheimer's, whether it's modifiable risk factors. Um, And then we are also in production of five new courses that go deeper into some of the lifestyle habits, including sleep, exercise, nutrition, emotional well-being, and cognitive fitness. And so those courses feature new celebrities, including Quinta Brunson, Kristen Bell, Maitre Ramakrishnan, and Chloe Kim, who's an Olympic uh, skateboard snowboarder apologies and um and then we've also recently acquired the youth movement against alzheimer's which was a volunteer run national chapter organization and so now they're under our umbrella so we have over 600 students 39 chapters across 16 states and so we're um, encouraging those students to learn about their brain health both through the coursework and through a brand new peer-to-peer Brain Health Education Program. Give us that the website address again, please. We are hfc.org. So Hillary for Charity, hfc.org. Right, we are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, where do you go from here? You, you, you've done such an incredible job uh, generating the visibility, the interest, the support. Uh, what's next? Uh, thank you. That's a great question. One, we want to do more, right? We want to do more of everything we're already doing. So um, we run a respite program for caregivers. 
family caregivers who are unpaid can apply to receive a respite grant, we would like to meet the request of every single uh, grant request that comes in. Right now, we can only provide about uh, we can only provide grants to about twenty percent of the incoming applications. So we absolutely want to do more for the caregivers that we're currently serving, and we would like to educate every single student across the country about the importance of taking care of their brains. And and when they apply for that grant, what do they receive if they are awarded? Yes, so we uh, provide professional in-home care through our national partner, Home Instead. Uh, so we will send a caregiver to the home for um, a period of time. We have short-term grants and long-term grants. So that's either for three months or for six months to be able to relieve the, the family caregiver and give them some respite time so that they can go do something on their own, whether it's take care of their own health, have a social activity, um, do an errand on their own. Um, so really just to get some respite. Wow, that would be a dream come true. If you're a caregiver to get that kind of support? Absolutely. We have 91% of our caregivers in our respite program says it helps them manage the stress of caregiving. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, stay with us. We're going to come right back to you. Uh, Bonnie Waddle is talking about uh, hilarity for charity. You're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. And, uh, you know, Carol, I often wondered, uh, I had a frog in my throat, if Kermit gets a frog in his throat. What does he say? Stick with us on Caregiver SOS On Air. Well, thank you so much for listening to Caregiver SOS On Air. We're delighted to have you with us. We come to you every week with a discussion of an issue, a problem, some accomplishments involved in caregiving with more than 60 million caregivers across this country, but most thinking they are the Lone Rangers. We try to bring you the latest information and help that can make that job easier and more manageable. Caregiver SOS On Air takes a look at trends across this country. We provide tips on how to be a better caregiver, and most importantly, where you can go for help. On Caregiver SOS On Air, we try to give you what you need to make that caregiving manageable and to provide you with the help that can make your life easier. I'm Ron Aaron. Carol Zerniel and I are delighted to co-host this program, and we're thrilled you've joined us on the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air podcast available everywhere, brought to you by WellMed Charitable Foundation. Hello, friend. Thank you so much for sticking with us right here on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zorni, and we're talking with Bonnie Waddles. She is with Hilarity for Charity, and we're talking about the incredible programs that they run. I want to be sure we get their web address correct, wearehfc.org, and you can get all kinds of information and help. And one of the things you were mentioning to us off the air, Bonnie, uh, that, that is incredible, the amount of work you also do in the field of caregiving. Talk to us about that. Sure, absolutely. As as we were discussing before the break, we have our caregiver respite program. And again, I encourage any um, caregivers that are caring for someone who has a professional diagnosis of Alzheimer's or dementia to go to our website and, and, and take a look at our application um, and apply for respite. It, those, those respite grants, again, are either three months in length, so it's 50 hours of free in-home care to be used over the course of three months, or 20 hours a week for six months. Um, so 
So again, encourage everybody to look at that. We also run virtual support groups. And we started that way back before uh, virtual communication was the norm. Uh, Lauren felt very strongly that young people connect online and that oftentimes it's very hard for caregivers to actually go to an in-person support group. So we run virtual groups. We have over 32 groups running right now. They're ongoing. Um, we generally match uh, participants based on their life situation, if they're caring for a spouse or caring for a parent. We also run a bereavement group. We run a group for FTD caregivers. We run a group for Black and African-American caregivers. Um, and we continue to add sort of these specialty groups um, as we move forward. We also host community lounges, which we do about four of those a month. So if you follow us on social, you can find out about them or go to our website and see the lineup. Um, but those are really topic-specific virtual sessions that you can log into, um, whether it's using improv to help you through your caregiving journey or a session on meditation or a session on a specific caregiving um, skill or education. Those community lounges really are a wonderful place for caregivers to connect with other caregivers and, you know, just know that they're not alone because caregiving for someone with Alzheimer's dementia can be so isolating. And so as many ways as possible that we can provide for caregivers to connect is really important. Um, You've tied I was into, also, I was say you're tied into influencers as well. Correct. Yes. Um, we have... Um, we have uh, gathered a group of young influencers who are also incredible caregivers, um, and they are fiercely and bravely sharing their messaging and their caregiving experience on social. And so we call them the HFC Care Squad, and they help amplify our messaging. Um, and they also um, are, you know, helping provide content for us. So again, just expanding our community and helping caregivers feel that they're not so alone. So do do these influencers, um, along with, uh, you know, Seth and his wife and, and your team, um, are, are you looking at the state of caregiving? Because you've got all of these wonderful services, but, you know, are you looking at the world around us, sort of the maybe the policy world or the care world? Um, and I know you're addressing some of the needs of the individual caregivers, but what about the system that we have for, that supports caregivers? Absolutely. Yeah, Lauren and Seth um, have done numbers of talks and appearances and have gone to DC to talk about the state of caregiving. And I think through storytelling is the best way that HFC can impact legislation and policy. Um, last year, we went down um, with our friends over at Caring Across Generations. Um, that's headed up by Aijen Poo, and she's a huge um, force in the space of caregiving and changing legislation. Um, and so together they went to Senator Bob Casey's office and talked to a number of other senators that are leading the charge in caregiving reform. Um, but I think, you know, by sharing Lauren and Seth's story, which essentially is that their father was the sole caregiver for their mother for many, many years, and they became very, very worried about his physical and emotional health. And they're very clear that they understand that it's because they had the resources to be able to provide him support to help in their caregiving journey and that they want to give that back to other people. So, um, you know, fighting for unpaid caregivers is really very important to us. We know that, you know, over 11 million Americans provide unpaid care. 
in the Alzheimer's and, you know, to people who have Alzheimer's and dementia, it's like 16 billion hours of care a year, totaling $272 million, uh, billion dollars um, of, you know, basically unpaid care for informal caregiving. And that has to stop. We really want to see our government providing, um, you know, support and resources for family caregivers so that they don't have to give up their careers, their jobs, their education, um, and you know, all the things that caregivers often have to sacrifice to care for somebody in their family. How likely, Carol, is that to happen to get, I know that's one of the Ray's recommendations, trying to get the kind of support and funding for caregiving. Is that a reality? Well, it's not a reality yet, but I think that, you know, I'm more optimistic now um, than I have ever been that something is going to change. I think the what Hilarity for Charity is doing and bringing together multiple generations for too long, we thought of caregiving as just for older persons um, and, you know, all the different support groups you named, uh, whether it's taking care of children or taking care of older persons or taking care of persons with disabilities, you know, it's a wide range of people. And so that bring all of those voices together to say it is a huge population out there um, that needs support for us to, you know, live, I'll say normal, quote unquote, lives, uh, reasonable lives uh, as caregivers. Absolutely. And, and I would add in the, you know, caregiving spans so many disease states and so many family situations, but in the Alzheimer's space is what I can talk to is we're seeing so much more hope on the horizon with the um, disease modifying drugs being approved. Um, so more people having access to treatments um, with, um, you know, um, biomarker tests coming to market, that there's just a lot more attention being um, given to this space and so that there's a greater understanding of the need. And so our role, you know, as storytellers is to keep telling these stories and, and bringing this disease out of the shadows. And like Carol said, I feel that there's so much more hope in the space right now. And while we don't have nothing's perfect yet, I do feel that there's hope on the horizon for caregivers to receive the support they need. And I know some of the work that you're doing is in memory of your grandmother, Sadie, who had dementia. Uh, were you involved at all in, uh, in her life or were you too young? No, I was in college, actually, um, and just coming out of college. She, when when her when her husband passed, I think is when the dementia really, um, be, you know, became accelerated. And so she lived with my father. And at that time, this is how far we've come. At that time, we thought it was a normal part of aging. We didn't call it dementia. We just said, oh, grandma, grandma's senile. And so my sister and I both, you know, helped my dad care for her in his home. Um, and now I understand many years later, I understand that it really was dementia, probably was Alzheimer's. Um, and so I'm happy to be an honor to be doing this work in her memory. And I'm also just so proud of, of how far we've come as a, a, a space and our country that we really are talking about this disease. What was that like for your dad caring for your mom, his, his wife? I'm sorry, your grandmother. No. No, uh, it was my grandma. It was, yes, it was my grandmother. So it was his mother. Right. He, um, you know, he did it with incredible attitude and humor and humility. And um, I really admire him for that because 
I don't know that I would have been as, you know, um, happy-go-lucky about it, but he did a great job and um, was able to keep her at home for a very long time. Um, and she was the best. So I'm happy we were able to give her that experience. Now, before well, we run out of time, I, I, I'm sorry, Carol, how do folks was, get involved in Hilarity for Charity? Absolutely. Well, one of the things you can do, again, is go to our website, wearehfc.org, um, and check out all of our programming and our upcoming events. Um, and please feel free to you know, hop in. All of our caregiver support programming is free. You can also follow us on all of our social, Instagram, Facebook, X now, LinkedIn, um, and TikTok, and help us by amplifying those messages and resharing and, and, and posting again for us. And um, if you're interested in volunteering, I believe there's a volunteer form on our website. We, we take volunteers for our events and for DIY fundraising programs. If you want to host a birthday and to support HFC and get your friends to donate, um, that's welcome as well. Carol? Yeah, that it's it's terrific, you know, and I, I it, just the organization, like I said, the the idea of bringing in young people of addressing brain health early on, you know, already these are things that did not exist even a few years ago. This kind of thinking. Well, we really appreciate the work that you're doing, Bonnie Waddles. We are hfc.org, the website, and we're so pleased to uh, to have you with us and uh, uh, to Seth Rogan and, and his bride. Thank you for the kind of work that you were doing. On behalf of Caregiver SOS On Air, thank you to Bonnie Waddles, to my co-host, Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll talk with you soon on the award-winning Caregiver SOS On Air. Executive producers for Caregiver SOS On Air are Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron. Our associate producer is Christy Romero. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll see you next week on Caregiver SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com